This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Sponsored by fanjewel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Homesdale Radio. My name is Nick Philpot, and I'm your host for tonight's show for the very first time, so what could possibly go wrong? Chris Hambling is taking a well-earned mid-season break to increase his much-needed fitness. Tonight's show will be a show of two halves. Firstly, we will run the rule over yesterday's highly predictable 3-0 loss to Pep Guardiola's Man City. Following that, a little bit later, we'll be discussing the transfer window closure, which is coming up at 11am on Tuesday evening. I get the thoughts of the team on how the window has gone so far and what else they think we need before it shuts. Who will go and who will come in, you decide. Don't forget this show is also for the fans. Please join us on all areas of social media in the chat room at HOL Radio forward slash chat and on Twitter at Hull Radio and we are now on Facebook Live where we'll try to get as much of your content on the air over the next hour or so. We will be opening the lines a little later to take your calls on the game. You can call us on 0208 123 6699. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. So here we go then. Joining me tonight to hold my hand through my first show are my three trusted at the back, three centre halves if you like. Firstly, live from New York, talking all things sidewalk, soccer ball, and Donald Trump's biggest fan, it's Patrick O'Connor. Good evening, Patrick. Good afternoon, actually. Oh, I'm sorry, of course, you're, you're way behind over there. How are you doing, mate? Are you okay? I'm hanging here, thanks. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Next, joining me, this is our first time on Hull Radio together, also recently returned from the States, it's Ed Kellaway. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks very much. And how is America? Very nice. A lot warmer than it is here, that's for sure. And I think you said something on the uh, preview pod the other night about uh, a stag weekend in Cardiff. Is that right? Yeah, so I went to land last Thursday from Florida and then Friday morning off on a stag do, so I feel like I need another holiday again. You must be mad. And, yeah. fin- <laughs> and finally, as Palace fans, we're used to having a six-foot-eight foot, six foot 
Bambi impersonator in gold by the name of Wayne Hennessy. But also joining me is the tallest member of the whole radio team at the height of 7 foot 18 inches. Good evening, Tim Warren. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Sorry, you never said anything about the, uh, the Bambi impersonator? Well, I've been called that myself as well, so... <laughs> so, you're also, nice. so you're, you're also a, goal, a former goalkeeper, is that right? I used to play a little bit, but I could only go one way, which, you know... Is it up, up probably, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not so quick, getting down. And also producing the show this evening, we have producers Mike and Tom. So guys, let's get on to the game. We're, gonna, we're only going to touch on the game a little bit because we've got quite a lot of stuff to get through. Oh, by the way, what listeners, uh, we have Patrick O'Connor in the chat room and uh, Tim Warren is doing Facebook Live. So join them on there. Which, as I said earlier, we'll try to get as much of your content as we can. Uh, so we started the game with, uh, with the lineup. Sam Allardyce made six, six changes to the squad, which is also quite predictable. Hennessy, Ward, Kelly, Tompkins, Schlopp, Flamini, Ledley, Much, Townsend, Lee and Ben Teke. Zaha and Sacco and Punchin were arrested, and the likes of Delaney, Kabai and MacArthur on the bench. Ed, we'll start with you. Looked like a 3-5-1 formation. Any surprises? We started a different formation against Everton. Was this, was this a correct move, or does the chopping and changing of the formation confuse the players and not allow them to settle? Yeah, I mean, I think on the preview pod in the week, I said I think formation-wise he should play what he's going to play, get what he wants to play going forward in the league, just so the players can get used to playing a certain system. I wasn't particularly bothered about the six changes, resting of some of the players, because like I said, uh, Wednesday night we've got some massive games coming up in the league that we need our sort of biggest players ready and fresh for and I think it gave him a chance to look at a couple of players that he's probably not seen that much of in terms of like playing competitive fixtures and like he had a chance to obviously look at Kelly in the centre at the back um, and a couple of the other like Ledley and Chungy got gave him a chance to have a look at a couple of them that haven't probably played as much in the league under him and Jordan Mutch etc probably helped him make up his mind that he can happily let <laughs> He's <laughs> like much leave in the next 48 hours that we don't really need to hang on to him. But I wasn't so, that bothered about the six changes. But So what about, what about Chungi and Much? How did they perform? Uh, I did okay. I mean, Much is just, he's not a premiership footballer for me. He's decent in the championship. We had an all right season up in the Premier League with Cardiff, but he's just nowhere near good enough to be to a, in our first 11. He's, he's not the... The player that's going to get us the points to help get us the points to keep us in the division. No, I think you're probably right. What about you, Tim? You were at the game. Your thoughts on the lineup yesterday? Um, I actually thought the lineup was slightly stronger than I expected, really. Um, but then, to be fair with Man City, they was always going to put out a strong side, whatever team they put out. So I think we was always going to struggle. Um, and I'm not really sure about a dice could could please everyone anyway, whichever way he went with the selection. Um, and unfortunately, unlike last year, the FA Cup's not really our priority this year. Um, yeah. But it gave, you know, like um, Ed said, it gave Allardyce a chance. The likes of Much and Lee, um, and it does kind of highlight our lack of strength in depth, really, which I think we all know anyway. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I thought Schlupp at left back. I thought he had a really good game until he got injured, of course, which you know just about sums up our luck at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's one of those situations for the manager where it's you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Um, if he hadn't made the changes and a couple, of, couple more of them had got injured, he'd have been slated for that. 
he, he did ring the changes and I don't think it was actually in the first half, but certainly I don't think it was that bad a performance. Patrick, um, did you think uh, the manager had one eye on Tuesday night? I'm assuming he must have since he rested most of our midfield and I'm not really sure what you're going to get out of much Lee and um, Ledley in the centre of the midfield. They're very slow and my favourite word is ponderous. So I wasn't really sure why he did that. And as um, Food Eagle says in the chat room, it was a strong lineup from City always look a tall order for us anyway, which I understand that part. So I'm not really sure, you know, what he was looking at with starting Schlupp as opposed to maybe starting Friars. I mean, I mean, maybe match fitness, but I, I'm, I was a little confused at the lineup. I understand the goalie situation because I know that Sproni's been hurt. In uh, he was hurt like in Thursday or Friday, but I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned about why he would choose to play Schlupp in in that formation with two centre backs who aren't really familiar with themselves in Kelly and um, Tompkins and water right back it was kind of it was, it was a strange lineup i mean i understand we weren't going to beat c necessarily but either we go for it or we don't and i don't think we went for it yesterday at all so what do you think do you, th- do you think you should have given sully kai kai game absolutely i mean you know how i feel about the youth players i don't yeah. see why uh, kai kai i mean if we're not going to win a game anyway which i don't think he thought he could win a game why not give the kid a chance he says it was too much of a a tall order but much looked at for me <laughs> i mean much did okay i mean a lot of the players look kind of out of out of their depth against City anyway, so why not get, give a kid who might give us a little more energy there and uh, give him a chance? You never know, he, you know, he's decent with set plays, free kicks, etc. He might have done something different, but again, our youth policy is so uh, bewildering to me. I don't know what we're doing with our, with our kids, that, you know, I don't understand it. So, Kaiko should have played yesterday, even get off the bench yesterday. He didn't. What do, so. you, what do you think his reasons for giving Remy half and Benteke a half? What do you think that was all about? Again, uh, one reason we don't have any other strikers. I think Campbell's still a little bit hurt. So they played well together last week. I thought so. Why play him separately? I think he said at the post match that he was trying to give Remy another forty-five minutes for fitness. I guess he didn't want to obviously get Benteke hurt. But again, honestly, I, the lineup yesterday really, really. I mean, I was very confused. I understand we weren't going to beat City, but he kind of went half half and half wanted to, you know what I mean? So I don't know what he was really doing in that. But Teke Remy, I think the perfect example, what was he doing? Because either you put Bank and both start or neither one of them played, but why have one play one, one and the other? Isolated both of them. So it was weird. Right, okay. So I thought the first half was pretty close, although you could see, you could quite clearly see that their strength. Um, I think it was a little bit unfair that in their starting lineup they had some bloke called Jesus giving him a bit of an unfair advantage. Uh, it was fairly even on the, for the first 20 minutes. Ed, should they have been down to 10 men in the first half? Uh, I think Torre's first one is 100% a yellow card. Just goes straight through the back of Lidley. The second one, I think the ref had set the tone. I think he booked one of ours shortly before for a very similar sort of thing. Sometimes you wouldn't see that given as a yellow, but because he's sort of set the tone of how he's going to referee the game by giving that a yellow card for something like that for one of ours, that's all we want is consistency from the referees. But you can get a decision, one decision, and five minutes later you can get a totally different interpretation of it from the same referee, which is what I think fans get frustrated about. And I think if you watch it back, Torre, when he makes that tackle down the of our right wing, he sits on the floor and he looks and it. It's like he know. He, I think he thinks he's going for it. He thought he'd gone, didn't he? Yeah. I think. It, yeah. He, he looks and he thinks. You can tell he's thinking to himself, "Bugger, I've done myself over there. Oh, that's me finished." But Tim, what do you think? Should 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 they have been down to ten men? 
Well, I think any other player that had committed that foul straight after would have been a yellow card. So on that basis, then, yes, um, I think the ref's kind of bottled it, really. He's, um, he's realised he's put Torre literally one minute beforehand. And he's, um, you know, by the letter of the law, I think he should have gone. But, you know, these things happen, don't they? I think he should have gone myself. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, and what made me laugh in the looking at, I, I look back at the highlights again this morning. And I saw the, uh, the commentator, the, the, the lady, whoever, I don't know what her name is, uh, she said that Much was sprinting down the touchline and Torre came and clattered him from the back. Well, has, has Much even got a sprint in him? I don't, I don't think he has. What made me laugh, what made me laugh later on was you know, talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about the two goals, and both of them came on scuffed opportunities from Much in the box. In fact, let's move on to the first goal. So we had a chance to go ahead from a shot from Tompkins, Patrick, um, we followed it up. Uh, it was followed up from a scuff from, like I said, a scuff from much, and it was just before the break. Uh, what, what did you think about the first goal? The one, the one that City scored. Yeah. Um, it was a great pass. The person talked about Jesus made a great pass, and um, Schlopp got caught in that position. I thought because um, uh, he got ran, he got run by into the space. It was a great finish. I thought um, so. I mean, a good goal. I mean, I would have liked to have uh, had someone come over to cover for Schlupp. I think Schlupp was trying to get forward a little bit on that goal. Yeah. I thought it was a well-taken well goal. So, uh, so, I mean, I don't have a lot of complaints. Again, I just thought it was, we, got, we got caught on a break, kind of. And again, I thought uh, Jesus played really well yesterday from what I saw. And uh, Sterling had really had a good finish. So, I've yet to see Hennessy ever say one-on-one with any player. So, I wouldn't knew that was going to be a goal anyway. So, it was kind well, of tough. My, so. Well, in my notes, I wrote down... Uh, the divine inter- intervention came when Jesus played a wonderful ball straight through the heart of our defence onto Sterling. He, he did what he did best. Um, what about so, Tim? What about our inability to plug that gap in the middle? As Patrick quite rightly just said, you know, with uh, with the left back going forward, Schlock going forward, we've got nobody covering. But it's it's quite common that we see that where they tear open the heart of our defence. Oh, I mean, obviously, a City are a good side, but it's happening week after week where it's just people pass their way through the midfield, really. Um, and it leaves Hennessy one-on-one many times. And to be fair, like Patrick says, it's, it's very rare you see Hennessy actually save it in those situations. Um, and the same thing happened yesterday. Um, and I think there was an opportunity soon after um, after the first goal, to be honest. Just for half-time, it could have easily been 2-0. I know. And uh, I was coming on to that. Ed, tell me about these... Um late half goals because we had a late one in the first half yesterday a late one in the second half yesterday why why is that continually happening I think it's a bit of a a pardue legacy I think it's been commented on before about that the players are probably not as fit as they should be so I think perhaps in the beginning it's come from you know when you're getting tired towards the end of halves is when you know when the body's tired the mind gets tired and people lose concentration but I think now it's just almost purely psychological that the players are getting to the, towards the end of halves and it's playing on their mind so much and people are just switching off and making mistakes. Patrick, same thing for you. I mean, it's a, sorry, sorry, mate. Um, Patrick, same thing for you. you know, why do we keep conceding these late goals? Yeah, I want to blame the previous manager, but at some point, the players have to take responsibility for this because this is getting ridiculous now. It's happened way too many times to just blame the previous manager and I want to put responsibility more on some of the players that are playing because if you can't, you can't look at the clock and know that, okay, well, it's almost halftime. Let's get the halftime nil-nil and end of, you know, end of a match. Oh, it's nil-nil. We can't get to, you know, nil-nil. Take the draw like West Ham. I mean, Everton. Then this is ridiculous. We keep doing the same thing every, every week. And I, obviously it's fitness related. 
and it, but it's also mental. And we have, for me, we have no mental strong leaders in this team at all. We have none. And that's a major problem for me. Not Dan, not Damo, not Ward, who was captain yesterday. We don't have any leaders in that team. None of the midfielders are leaders anymore. It's, it's ridiculous. So we've got to find someone because we brought a manager in who everybody says is defensively sound. And since he's been here, we've, we've conceded a lot more goals than we continue. So something's got to change. It's got to be a start with the players, though, for me. That was uh, Aladarsi's fifth loss in eight games, and you're quite right. It's, yep. it's the the concern is it's not it's not getting any better, and I think you're absolutely right. So on to the second half because we're going we're going to keep this nice and short. This part um, we had a chance from Remy following another much scuffed shot, only for them to drive down at the other end of the pitch. David Silva uh, ball onto Mane for him to slip slip the ball home. They were pretty similar goals, weren't they, Patrick? Yeah, very similar. Uh, another, but again, another great ball. Sai gets gets between again instead of being Schlupp's ward, uh, got beat, and he uh, tucked it away. You know, right foot to the uh, the far post. It was a well taken goal. But again, again, we're pushing forward again. We get caught. Uh, Man City are excellent in making that that kind of a pass. If it's not the Bruyne, it's you know it's someone else. Silver, someone in midfield. Um, I saw Torre make a couple of really nice passes yesterday. They had an earlier chance in the first half yeah. where um, Silver almost scored and. Uh, Henderson made a great save on. So they're, they're very good at that. We just our, def- our midfield just didn't close them down well enough yesterday, which I think was a was a was a problem. And again, we got really, you know, having two centre uh, defenders who haven't really played well played a lot together in Kelly and um, Tompkins kind of hurt us. But you know, first goal Schlupp, second goal Ward. So I mean, you know, fullbacks got to do a better job, much better job. Uh, a couple of comments in the uh, chat room. Uh, ben CPFC nineteen oh five. I think fitness and confidence is playing a massive part in my opinion. And Boot Eagle says, if the plan to show up by the defense with the new recruits doesn't work, the lack of confidence at the back will be the kiss of death. And I agree with that 100%. Quite agree. And if you, if you, so the, the theme already in the chat room is the confidence thing, which we've been banging on about for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep. I don't know, how do, how's, how's that going to change? I mean, how are we going to change? Do you think the introduction with the signings in the, it, well, I presume we're going to get some signings in over the next couple of days. Do you think that will lift the morale? I'm not sure, you know. Um, we're going to get to the transfer rumours and stuff later on but we bought one player in he's already out for who knows how long is it 12 weeks is it 6 weeks so the player we got in who we, we all liked and did well in his first match last week is already gone uh, the rumours are we're going to sign maybe 2 more players who are those 2 going to be Where they, what position are they going to be in and, and who are they because they have to be leaders like I said we, we're missing some serious leaders and whoever we bring in has to be uh, you know, high character individuals and I'm not sure we can get those players in, in the next few days. I hope we do. Okay, so uh, Tim, anything from the uh, Facebook Live? Uh, yeah, we've had uh, Chris White say he was disappointed that Schlup played yesterday, knowing that we had a game on Tuesday and now he's injured and is going to miss it. Um, Gaz Griffiths, why is Ward playing so poor this season? He's not tracking his runners and conceding some crucial goals. Yeah, uh, Matt Watson... Uh, Matt Watson living in Sydney, Australia. Morning, lads. Reckon we take the points at Bournemouth. I think all the players will know how dire a loss would be. We might see some of the uh, desperation, which has been so sadly missing. Good. And uh, I'd like to say hello to Gaz down in uh, Wales as well. But I think, I think his point about the po- points at Bournemouth are going to be critical. Um, we have an opportunity this week for six points. If we don't get four of them, I think, I think you'll all agree that we've got problems. OK, let's move on to the third and last goal. It came from the main man himself, the one that shouldn't have been on the pitch in, my, in all of our... I think we all agree on that. He scored his seventh goal in eight games against Palace. He's our nemesis, isn't he? Uh, that was Aladice's, like I just said, Aladice's fifth loss in eight games. Patrick, 
What's got to change? Uh, confidence has to change. Um, in my opinion, Nick, we got rid of um, Pardew too late. I'm looking at the calendar now, and for me, we should, we should got rid of him after the Swansea match. That was in November 26. That would have given Allardyce all of December and obviously all of January. The fact we won the game against Southampton, I think at the time we all thought, oh, you know, that was a, was it really worth winning that game? We you don't know, see how well Southampton is playing now. And after that, we obviously drew with Hull City and we lost to Man United, Chelsea, and then Allardyce comes in for Watford. Now, Watford's interesting because we took the lead in that game, but again, we couldn't hold the lead. I mean, part, partially because Ben taking missed the penalty kick, but from that match, we have not led another game since. And I think that's a major problem for us. I mean, we got in a manager, like I said, who's supposed to be defensively astute. And my feel has always been that once we stop scoring goals, we'll be able to, you know, get nil-nil draws. And we haven't been able to. And the fact that we've, you know, lost 1-0 to Chelsea and 2-0 to Arsenal and 3-0 to West Ham and 1-0 to Everton, it's, 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 it's concerning because now we can't score goals. And we're changing the, we're changing the formation around the 3-5-2, which which I think could work, depending on who's playing the wing-backs. And we're just not performing. And it's, I don't know what's going to change. I think we need the players. Again, I'm going to put it back on the players as much as the manager. Uh, the players, have to, they have to step up. I mean, I think one player who's played really poor this year has been Scott Dan. He's our captain, and he hasn't done a good job this year at all. I mean, people say he's been injured, possibly, but I think he can do a much better job. And uh, I think we could also add, if we could add a midfielder that can, you know, can tackle and, and do well, that would help us a lot too. So... I just think it has to be more on the player because we have to have to get some points from these next two matches. We really do. Well, keep your powder dry on who you think we're going to sign because uh, we'll come on to that shortly. Um, Ed, the other concerning thing for me is that we were scoring goals and now they seem to have dried up as well. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that, that is very roaring. Like Patrick said, Allardyce come with like a bit of a reputation of, you know, he'll make us, he'll shore us up at the back and we can start grinding out, you know, nil-nils and getting tough points or one-nils and grind him out a lot of sort of what we did under Pulis when he first came in but the goals have dried up completely and we haven't tightened up at the back so it is very worrying um, hopefully we're going to start I mean this next sort of run of games we've got we really need sort of his defensive work to start kicking in and we need to start grinding out some results against the teams around us. That's what's going to keep us up is the games against the teams around us in the bottom half of the league. We need people like Benteke and that to start stepping up. Kabai, start performing better and start creating some chances again. I agree. Tim, I'm coming to you shortly. But I just want to, before we move on, uh, I want to talk to you about our Facebook Live. React to Reveal. Head over to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com at Radio. Uh, and find the image and clear the image by ticking the boxes, okay? Help reveal the former Palace player. We'll provide you some clues throughout the show and the first person to get it right, and if you contact us through our Facebook page live, there will be a CPFC prize at the end of the show. Uh, Boys, that's open to you as well. I need you to start having a look at that. If you're on Facebook live, have a look at it, do some clicking, see if you can work out who who the former Palace player is. So, so, um, Tim... Goals. Yeah. Goals. Yeah. No lack of. (laughs) Well, thank goodness Wilf's coming back. It seems like he's been away an eternity. Yeah, it's only probably been, what, three weeks. Um, But we've just got to play to our strengths up front, really. Um, I do like the look of Remy and Benteke up the top. And um, personally, I think the reason they didn't both play yesterday was that Sam Allardyce didn't want to risk 
an injury to to them both, and I think he played one for the first half, one for the second half, with that with that thought in mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, Remy's sort of lacking a bit of fitness at the moment. I'm sure it will come. Um, we're just going to have to be a bit patient, but we just definitely need to get the balls in the right area for Benteke. Um, you know, he's got a great head on him. Let's get it. Let's get it in those danger areas. Okay, and, had, and uh, Patrick, what did you see of Townsend yesterday? Uh, from what I saw, he actually had quite a good game yesterday. Yeah, but. Like, I'm not. I'm. I'm pretty much done with Townsend. Honestly, I know we're going to end up keeping him most likely, but I'm not convinced that he wants to be here and or he's going to perform for us. So I know he. I know he played better yesterday, but I'm not convinced with what Townsend has to bring bring to the table for us this season. Um, I've got a few comments in the chat room now. Yeah, go you for it. Mind. No, not at all. Uh, what we talked about before. Cool Eagle 89. I agree. We lose way too many 50-50 balls. We need to, a tough tackling midfielder who can tackle. Um, Buddha Eagle, the likelihood is that we will have no more than three new recruits. One is already injured. The core is still low, still have low confidence. Hopefully they will improve as it has to. Um, Cool Eagle 89, the goals have dried up because Zaha has not been there, which I think is partly true, but... That's what Tim just said as well, yeah. Tim did mention that same thing. And and lastly, Cool Eagle 89, um, the biggest worry for me is Swansea and Hull have shown recently the green shoots of recovery. But what but what have we had to give us any hope? Nothing. And you know what? <laughs> I have to say it. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel right now. I mean, it's not that we're not winning necessarily, but I see other teams, Swansea, new manager, Hull, new manager, us, new manager, nothing's happened with us. And I'm looking for some hope. And, you know, it was Schlupp for a bit. Now he's gone. I just, that's my problem is I'm looking for something to hold on to and I haven't seen anything right now. I need okay. something. Any, any other thoughts from the game this season, Tim? Um, well, just, just reiterating what Patrick said, really, um, we are screaming out for a leader out there on the pitch. And um, going back to what we talked about um, at the start of the show, about that lack of concentration for those last 10 minutes of each half or wherever, I just, we need a player screaming at everyone else to just focus, you know, keep that ball out the back of the net, get it into Rose Ed if you have to. Uh, we just need that player to take, you know, take the game by the scruff of the net, really, and get them all focused. Because, like Patrick said, responsibilities on the players at the moment. We need them to step up. And Ed, finally to you, your thoughts on yesterday's game. To me, the best part of the day yesterday was the storm at the end of the game. I mean, they're playing in sunshine to start with, and the pitch ended up white, didn't it? Yeah, it was an interesting little period. Um, I think, yeah, just on what Patrick said, it is concerning that we haven't had that little sort of new manager boost that teams always do seem to get. Swansea have had it, like you said, and Hull have had it. But if anything, we've, you know, like we said, we're scoring less, conceding more. It's almost gone the other way. So it's concerning where we're going to get that little boost from that we desperately need. And we need it quickly because we're running out of games in our last seven or eight games. You know, we've got some very tough fixtures away from home. So we need sort of points on the board sooner rather than later before it's too late. And I can hear it in some of your voices. You're starting to sound despondent, boys. Never give up. Never give up the faith. Okay, so we're going to open the phones line now. The phone lines now. We don't just want to have our opinion on it. We want to know your opinion on it. Feel free to give us a call live, and you're going to go. You'll put, be put through live on air. Call us on 0208 123 6699. That's 0208 123 6699. And remember, any caller that withholds their number won't be answered and your calls will be charged 
at your network charges. We'll be right back after these forward reviews. Ben Hilton, Palace Passion has gone. Jason Walk, league all the way. Chris Coles, can we score please? Michaela Curtis, let's climb to safety. Nigel Niggy Boyce, is it May yet? Ben Agbimoni, same again, we lost. Sam Blackwell, not bothered about cup. Jeff Warren, Sam has no clue. Here we go, Jorgen Homquist, please stay up Palace. Christopher Gunn, time to win Eagles. Simon Pronger, roll on next season. Charles Bate, beginning to dread Saturdays. Lawrence Price, don't lose to Lincoln. Oh, sorry, didn't lose to Lincoln. Peter Marsh, concentrate on the league. Glenn Fossey, new signing, now injured. John Merriweather, not one single leader. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Optus stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier Premier League match day with FanDuel. And just for Homestale radio listeners, we've got an extra special offer right now. When you sign up, use the promo code PALACE. That means if you don't make money in your first contest, FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10. So go to fanduel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now. What are you waiting for? Terms apply. Over 18s only. Please play responsibly. There you go. Thank you for that. And don't forget to head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash HOL radio and have a look at our reactor reveal. Uh, I'm going to give you three clues shortly. Uh, the first one is here, guys. This is to you as well. The first one is he has played for Palace in the Premier League. He has played for Palace in the Premier League. And without me even giving you any clues, we've already had somebody try and guess. Rachel Robinson thinks it's Andy Johnson. Or will be reviewed, revealed later on. Guys, have you got any ideas? Oh, everybody's gone quiet. No idea. No, no idea. clue at the moment. Not enough. We need more likes and stuff to show us a bit more of it, I think. 
So I'll give you that. He has played for Palace in the Premier League. Right, let's move along to the transfer window. Transfer window shuts on Tuesday night at 11pm. I said PM. Okay, and we will be hosting a show on Tuesday night, hosted by the proper person on the, in the chair, Chris Hamlin. Joining alongside him will be Albert Curley and yours truly, Nick Philpott. And we'll be here discussing all things transfers, ins and outs, I'm hoping, because I want to come on to that in a minute, guys, the outs, okay? Um, we're also hoping to have, although it's not guaranteed yet, Steve Parrish, and hopefully he'll be able to give us some updates, maybe just after the uh, final whistle at 11 o'clock. And let's also, we want, we want to see if there's going to be some cowbells. And for you new guys out there, the cowboy, cowbells are played only when we get a confirmation of a signing during the show. Look at that. And anybody think this is, this is just thrown together and there is no production. Normally there's not, but tonight there is because we've got Mikey in the, in the chair. Patrick, my thoughts. At this time, we've gone for a bit of a wild scattergun approach. I don't know if you would agree. According to the press, we've been linked with between 20 and 30 different players. Is this, in your mind, the right way to go? Or do you prefer the former manager's more focused approach? Just fewer, fewer targets and getting a fewer targets in. Whatever, whatever works. I mean, I'm not convinced we've ever had a great plan in the Premier League as far as getting um, players in. I've always said that this window is the hardest one to get anyway, so I'm not, I've, I've never been that bothered with um, this window because, again, it's, it's hard to get good players. I know we've done it in the past. I think we got MacArthur. We got Ledley one time in this window, I believe. Did we get him in the, in the January yeah, window? I think, yeah, I think we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's difficult, but um, I, 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 that was astounding to me. I, I did see uh, that quote from Allardyce about 20 uh, different. Well, I'll give him credit. He's honest. I mean, he'll he'll answer a question about a, a, a player like Van Anholt or whoever. He'll say we're you know we're in from we're not in from Brady whatever. But twenty sounds like a a, a little scatterbrain to me, and I'm not sure how focused that is. I guess that shows our desperation to get players in. And obviously, it's not one position. We're looking at probably several positions. So I guess it's figure we figure out whether we can sign or whoever agrees first, passes the medical, etc. That's what we're going to sign. So I prefer a more Focus the pros, but whatever works for Allardyce, let him do it. Okay, Ed, what do you think about the twenty to thirty players thing? Uh, I think I think Parrish alluded to it in his program notes that I think we're just struggling to attract players. Whereas in previous years we've maybe not been as flirting close to the relegation zone as we are this year. I think we're we can attract sort of two types of players. We can attract players that are on the cusp of. You know, championship, premiership that will probably stay with us if we were if the worst was to happen and we do go down, or we can attract players that are basically mercenaries that we're going to have to pay well over the odds to come to us, probably on short term deals, like ever and people like that that we were linked to previously. I think it's just because the position we're in. I think we're not in the driving seat in terms of negotiations because we're not in a great place. Everyone knows we need to get some bodies over the line, so all of the clubs know that are going to try and squeeze us for everything we've got in terms of fees and players are going to be reluctant to come to us because they don't want come May to be playing for a team that's been relegated and have to either come down with us or have to look for another new club again. That's just why we're struggling. Do you know, I think that quote, that original quote from 20 to 30 players, uh, and this is taken from the BBC's uh, sports uh, website, Crystal Palace have tried to take 20 or 30 players during the win transfer window, says 
manager Sam Maladars. Now, I didn't actually hear him say that. Did you, Patrick? No, I, I listened to both the uh, post-match, the one he did with Grierson and the one he does uh, to the entire press. He didn't say it during those um, particular interviews. So he might have said it to an individual reporter, but I, didn't, I did not hear him say it. Which is why it sounds so ridiculous to me, because why would you say... That doesn't even sound right to, to say you're going for 20. You can't sign 20 players in a window, so... I mean, I know you might have spoke to 20 players. That's fine. But to say you're trying to sign 20 makes no sense. Maybe he's I misquoted. Think- I think I think the, the the what he was trying to say that is the inquiry or inquired about right. twenty to thirty which, 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 which is fair. That makes total sense to me. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think the other good point that Ed just made is he alluded to that uh, players aren't prepared to come to us um, because we're sort of flirting with relegation. And I think the other thing is it's actually reflected in the prices that are being bandied about. Uh, same same interview. Sunderland defender Patrick. Um, Van Aanholt is very close to joining the Eagles. Two clubs agree the deal that could be worth as much as £14 million. Tim, £14 million for Van Aanholt, what do you think? That's the going price though, isn't it, at the moment? So we desperately need another left-back, especially after yesterday, um, or a left-sided player. So we're going to have to pay it. Um, I mean, that's, that's the downside of buying in January, like Patrick says. Uh, and particularly in the position that we're in, we just got to, um, you know, bite the bullet and pay the money. Unfortunately, somebody was saying that the, t- today's fourteen million is last season's ten million. So there, there probably is something behind that as well. You know, prices are inflated, and they're always inflated in the January window. I think the uh, the other thing was, you know, I would like the one I was looking at was uh, Robbie Brady from Norwich. Patrick, I know you're a, a fan of the younger player. What do you think of his talents, and do you think it'd be an advantage to the club? I was I wasn't a fan of getting him once we had Schlupp because uh, to me Brady's not a fo- he's not a true left back he's a left footed left footed left sided player but he plays there because he has to so I was more in, in a favour of getting a true left back not that Van Arnhol is a true left back but to no. me he's a little a little better than uh, Brady and and the advantage is that he knows Allardyce what Allardyce wants to do so I would have preferred him but I think that Brady thing's pretty much off now I heard they're not going to sell him because they they have to keep him they can't replace him right now so I heard. Uh, Alex Neal said yesterday he's not going anywhere unless they get replacement, and I don't I think they can get one right now. They also sold um, their left back, um, one of Olsen. So, so yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be he's going to be leaving. But a couple of things from the chat room regarding yeah, uh, transfers. Kuligo eighty nine. Anyone know what's going on with the Van Anholt transfer? Did he fail the medical? Honestly, I don't really think so. Uh, Biff heard he has a potential heart problem, so they are being extra careful. I think that is definitely true. Um, and Boot Eagle said, we chased 20 to 30 players, I suspect, as opposed to, like we said before, actually tried to sign 20 to 30. Uh, not surprising based on what, was, what, have, what you have said. Hopefully, we will also getting some centre-back cover and perhaps the midfielder. Interesting. And then Biff, which is very Biff with the uh, comedy for tonight. Can't we sw- swap much and 10 million for Brady? <laughs> take more think, than much, I, believe, I was going to say, do you think? Do you think Norwich would want much? Okay, before we before I answer the question on Van ha- Van Arnholt's signing, I just want to give you clue two. Okay, so the clue one, just a reminder, he has played for Palace in the Premier League. Clue two, he has played for Palace on two occasions. He has played for Palace on two occasions. There you go. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Any guesses from the team? Yeah, Neil Shipley. Mm, Neil Shipley says Patrick O'Connor. Anybody else? No, no, I'll, go, I'll, go, uh, I'll go Dougie. 
No, what, Dougie Freeman? He made more than two appearances, didn't he? Two occasions. Two occasions, as in two different... Right, two different times. <laughs> of course he is, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so just two appearances, he left and came back. That's what it means, isn't it? That's what, that's what he means. Right, okay, we'll come back to that, and I'm going to reveal clue three shortly. Van Arnholt, okay, my understanding is, and these are from our very good friends at the Croydon Advertiser, and on this occasion, I think they're probably right, Rob and Mark. Good evening, guys, if you're listening. Um, I believe, from what I can understand, that uh, Van Arnholt was at the ground yesterday, he was having photographs, official club photographs taken yesterday and he didn't stay for the match because he had to go and finish the signing of the relevant documents. Uh, my understanding is that it is a done deal and he will be revealed in the next 48 hours. I would think probably more like tomorrow. So that would be our second signing for the January window. Uh, is that enough, guys? Anybody? Uh, I think no. We... There you go. No. Okay. In that case, then, Ed, thinking about that, thinking about all the positions on the park, what do you think we still need? Uh, assuming Van Aanholt does go through, which uh, oh, hopefully it is a done deal, as you say. Just on that, I was just thinking about why the delay is. I might be giving Palace too much credit for being clever, but do you, do you think that we're slowing the process down a little bit, knowing that Sunderland can't reinforce until they've got our money from Van Aanholt? And we don't want to fund their survival bid too much and give them too much opportunity before the window shuts to do that. You old cynic, you. But it's actually a very, a very good point. I think you, it's a, a great point. I did notice on the sky this afternoon, I don't know who it was, that they were talking about a, a possible signing of a, a left-back for £3 million from outside the country, but I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. Is there, would a team do that? Patrick, would a team do that? You're an old wily head. You're older than me, aren't you? So would a, would a club actually hold it, for, hold the completion of his own? Because they've already said, Sunderland have already said quite clearly that he won't be playing for us again. And uh, it looks as though it's a, a done deal. Well, first, I'm not older than you, for, for starters. <laughs> let's, let's, correct, let's correct that. <laughs> for, for, right. Secondly, would they do it? It's a little cynical, but I doubt even Paz will stoop that low as to try, try and uh, stop Stop Sunderland from trying to sign another player. It does sound kind of funny. Doesn't sound very Palace-like, but I guess anything's possible in the Premier League. So, I, d- I mean, who knows? You know what? If we did that, that would be... I think the, uh, the fact that it's Sunday, you know, we announce players on Sunday. I think we'll put, announce it tomorrow from what, from what I'm hearing also. So. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Okay, I want to move on a little bit. Before we do, anything from uh, Facebook Live, Tim? Uh, yeah, we had Gaz Griffiths said about getting James McCarthy from Everton. Tough tackling midfielder would be a good signing, but he reckons that might confuse the players if there's uh, two Jimmy Max playing. Confuse um, the fans as well, especially us <laughs> older ones. Yeah, um, and then Chris White, he just said something um, which you just touched on, really. If Van Anholt has done his medical, why hasn't the club announced a signing with Bournemouth just around the corner? Would he be eligible for the match? Um, and then he's asking about other potential signings. What's the rules on uh, deadline signings, Patrick? How, quick, how much beforehand? We don't know that they haven't lodged the paperwork with the FA on Friday, of course. But what's the rules and regulations on how quickly he can then turn out for the first team? Is it 24 hours? I believe it is. I think uh, if it was like a Saturday match, he'd have, have to be done by 12 o'clock on a Friday. So I'm assuming the same thing for a Tuesday match. So I would assume... Tomorrow by twelve o'clock, I have to be registered with the FA. That could have probably gone. That might have gone. That could have gone through today, for all we know. You know what I mean? As a uh, formality, so who knows? Um, okay. In the chat room, 
Um, someone mentioned Jane McCarthy just now. Um, Boot Eagle said be a good signing. Um, we definitely need a central defensive midfielder, a big, strong, hard tackling. The problem I have with McCarthy is he's not. He's had injury prone the last season or so, so I'm not really sure that'd be. It. I mean, I like him as a player, but he's not injury prone. We can't afford to have obviously <laughs> sign a player who's not going to play for us. We had that with Remy with the loan. I got that with Schlupp now, unfortunately. So we got to sign someone we know for, who's going to be fit. So I must admit. So it is one that I would, I would, I would have been keen on, but because of his uh, track record, in his medical track record, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit dubious about that one myself. Okay, guys, we're going to move on. Uh, we haven't had any calls yet, so I'd love to hear from you on 0208 Come and join the show. Give us your thoughts on what we need, who we need, and more importantly, as we're about to move on to it, who you think is time to ship out. On that subject, Tim, I know you've got some thoughts on departures and financial fair play? Well, I think the problem is it's like a massive jigsaw puzzle, isn't it, when it comes to transfers? So we really need to get that first piece kind of sold to get things moving on. Um, I mean, I'm hearing the rumours that, that Townsend might be going or Kabayi. Um, and it's obvious we do need to free up wages as part of the financial fair play, uh, which Steve Parrish talked about the other week. Um, and I just think one of the issues that we do have is that Palace always seems to be stuck with these mediocre players on big wages and it's just absolutely impossible to move them on. Um, and I think, unfortunately, the ones that we want to go or need to go sort of rarely do. I think that's just, it seems to be the Palace way, unfortunately. And I'm just hoping that we can loan at least a couple out. Um, but at the moment, it looks like we're expecting a really frantic last day or so, which is obviously great for this show when we... Um, we're on on Tuesday night, but not so good for Palace fans at the moment that just want to see players brought in over the line. I agree. And just want to revert back to the reveal quiz. Don't forget there's a prize on the end of it. We've had some, um, we've had some guesses. Gaz Griffiths, once again, good evening, Gaz. Kevin Phillips is his guest. Jorge Antunes, Andy Johnson. Are we still alive? Um, I'm going to keep going anyway. Uh, Rachel Robinson. Uh, Dougie Freeman and Johnny Locke also says Neil Shipley. Okay, and I understand we have a caller. Good evening, caller. Yeah, good evening. It's uh, Keith here. I spoke to you last week, I think. Sorry, I didn't uh, catch your name. What was your name again? It's Keith. Keith, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, uh, welcome, back, welcome, welcome back to Homesdale Radio. The, sh- the, the, sh- the air is yours. After you. Um, yeah, T- talking about yesterday's game, um, yeah. personally, I thought we lost the game before we, ha- we actually went out on the pitch with the team we selected. Um, and I think you know, certainly one of the players that um, I was amazed that was selected yesterday, um, Jordan Much. Um, I, I just thought the midfield yesterday was probably uh, the weakest we, you know, we could have. And uh, I can't understand, I think you've already mentioned it, why Kaikai uh, wasn't given a game. At least, you know, uh, it would have been positive putting him in rather than somebody that we know hasn't performed um, on, a, on a regular basis. And, and it's not even, you know, is getting into a squad, say, apart from yesterday. Um, I thought Silver completely uh, ran the show yesterday. And, um, you know, even though they had a week inside out, they were, you know, certainly, you know, still um, far too good for us. What I was hoping when I saw Remy warm up at half-time was that... Um, he was going to go with Benteke and Remy in the second half, but obviously um, I, I was disappointed that you know that, that didn't happen. But um, I think, like like you guys, I'm hoping that um, these two will start on um, on Tuesday, 
Um, I think I thought Benteke, you know, did quite well in the first half, but once again he had nobody near him uh, to lay the ball off to. So I just like you know your comments on that. Yeah, uh, uh, do you know? And I th- I'll start off with the midfield. Um, I think it was Patrick alluded to it earlier, and you've just confirmed what we already thought. It was it was a very very strange formation he put out in midfield. Bearing in mind we had the likes of MacArthur and Kabai sitting on the bench. Uh, yeah, and it's it was a very peculiar setup. Um, it was alien, really. I understand the manager's feelings, the manager's thoughts on it. Okay, but. It was a peculiar setup, and actually, a point with uh, David Silva running the show. I mean, it, it was it was simply men against boys, wasn't it? Do you not agree? Are you still oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I quite agree. Yeah, I mean, Silva. You know, I mean, he's a world class player, and you know, if you give him the amount of room that we gave him yesterday, you know, we had nobody, you know, nobody closing closing him down at all. And once again, like uh, the Everton game, I think the previous week, we, we've just got no strength um, in midfield. We we just get knocked off the ball so easily. And one of the guys that I think um, possibly could make a difference to that, or or he's not a central midfielder. Um, now that he's come back early from the African Nations Cup, he, he's Sacco. He, he, I mean, he's a big, strong guy, and and, and he can hold the ball up. Now, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him start on um, on Tuesday, possibly in place of Pungent. I mean, that is that is if Pungent is going to start. And also regarding Tuesday, I, I heard you say about um, you know having a program on Tuesday night. How how is it going to work? I mean, presumably Steve Parish won't be able to go to the game on Tuesday, will he? Because if, as as we usually do, all these late uh, last minute signings, you know, can he afford to be at the game and Allardyce on on the bench if we're trying to sign players? Obviously, Allardyce isn't going to be um, sitting by the phone, but presumably Parish will be. Well, it's a great question, and see if I can help you with that. I mean, whether Steve's going to the game or not is one thing, but I would have thought he would have concluded most of his business earlier in the day, certainly in the evening, and it's not just him. Uh, we've got, uh, what's his name, Phil Alexander. Uh, he'll be out and about. I mean, for all the listeners' benefit, we're gonna, the reason we're not starting until 10 o'clock on Tuesday evening is for obvious reasons, because we have got a match. But we want to hear your thoughts after the, after the game, on, a, on the game, but me, more importantly, the, the transfer closure, because we should have some news. I think, uh, and we haven't had it confirmed yet, that Steve is coming on. Um, do, on the subject of you, because you just alluded to them, Keith, you alluded to a minute ago that we were light in midfield and also we're light in the squad. Um, before we let you go, who do you think we should be bringing in? Um, who do I, well, uh, name-wise, I, I don't really, you know, I don't really, I think obviously... Um, I'm a bit concerned, you know, that the Van Arnholt thing hasn't, um, uh, you know, been completed. But obviously I heard what you said um, regarding his, this heart thing and, and uh, that it looks like he'll sign tomorrow. I'm hoping if he does sign tomorrow that he'll, he'll actually um, play on Tuesday, especially with Short being out, uh, out injured now for, a, you know, indefinitely. But, you know, player-wise, I, I, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I haven't got any names out there that, um, you know... Who, who, who you know? Who are actually interested? It seems that Allardyce now is looking in the foreign market to to sign players. But do, you know, will, will he known enough about these players that he's interested in? But uh, but I, I, I think central midfield is certainly somewhat somewhere. You know, where we certainly need you know um, a strong player. I know I know it's not going to happen, but. Um, just till the end of the season, I'd have brought Jednet back and put him in there because you know he, he is a, he is a strong player, and, and and I think we've all agreed that um, 
you know, we had missed him. We know, you know, he's uh, he is getting on a bit now, but um, you, you know, we, we just never replaced him. Do you, Keith, do you realise it's just as well as me on there, uh, not Chris Hambling, because I think he would have probably cut the call off from your last comments about Jedinak. Um He is not a. I mean, he, Chris's views are very clear that he thinks that Jedinak is way over. He had his day. Um, but he's not coming back, and and it's not one. I, I presume what you you were actually alluding to was a Jedinak type of player, a younger oh, yeah. version of yeah. three or four I mean, seasons. I know, you know, I know we're not going to get him back. No, we, we need we need somebody, you know, strong in. To Keith, come in, I, I don't know. Nobody's really been mentioned with in your the line. press. Keith, I'm having, we're having difficulties with your line. I think we're going to wrap it up there, if you don't mind. Thank okay, you for, that's fine. Thank, yeah. you, thank you for joining Hull Radio. You know you're more than welcome. Your views are very clear and very sound, and I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for your Good. call, Keith. Thanks. Good night, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we're, so we're going to move back to the reactor reveal. Um, it's nearly time for clue three, and I think this will probably give it away. But before we do, um, we're going to give you... No, we haven't got any more, no more people coming in. But clue three, to wrap this up, Clue three, and I think somebody's already got this right. He has played centre forward. He has played centre forward, and the and the ones of one people have given me some ideas. Kevin Gaz, Ken came back with Kevin Phillips, Johnny Locke said Neil Shipley, um, and I would like to know your views. And don't forget, we've got a few minutes left for you to call in. Come and join us on 0208-123-6699. We'd love to have your thoughts. So, guys, moving on. Who do you think we need? Who, in your opinion, give me some names. Who do you think we're coming in? I've got someone on um, Facebook here. Matt Watson said he's going to be brutal about it. We need to let go much Kelly, Ward, Lee, Kabaye, Campbell and Hennessy for starters, which sounds quite a list, to be fair. Could, can you give me that list again? Much, yeah. Kelly, Ward, okay. Lee, Kabaye, Campbell and Hennessy. Right, OK, well, let's do the last one first, OK? Unless we sign another goalkeeper, that will not happen because that leaves us with a, a returning from injury Mandanda, an injured Spironi, and the young guy, uh, I'm going to try and pronounce his name, Perntru, is it, that uh, is only a, a young lad? So we haven't got enough cover. Uh, Hennessy won't be going anywhere. Um, I can understand to a point the, the much uh, Ledley won't be going anywhere, um, Townsend, I'd be surprised now if he goes so late in the window, uh, especially as we've just lost another left left sided player. Um, what do you think, mate? Any, anybody to, and who would come in to replace? Tim, what, into, it, sorry, yeah, Tim. Li- go ahead, Tim. Yeah, sorry, to replace who? Who to replace? Much. Yeah. Well, I think we're much. I, I think we all all know that he needs to go, but. I just can't see him going unless he might go on loan somewhere, but he's on big money, isn't he? I just, this is the thing that I was alluding to earlier. It's all very well having these players we want to get in, but if we can't make the space for them, I'm not sure we're going to get anyone in. Patrick, your thoughts? There's, there's no way we get rid of that many players. I, I, I'd be shocked to see more than one or two go out on loan. Uh, maybe Fraser Campbell, maybe uh, Lee or much. It's not going to happen. Um, we need to bring in, you know, I hope we had uh, Christopher Samba was, was at the training ground this week. He's a central defender who hasn't played in Premier League in a couple of years. And when he did, he, got, he, did, he wasn't very good with QPR. It was, it was okay when he was around with Blackburn about eight, eight, seven, eight years ago. But 
we're, we're desperate right now for players, so I can't see us having a mass exodus in the January window because of the fact we can't replace players that quickly. So I think if we get one or two players in uh, tomorrow or Tuesday morning, we'll be, we'll be lucky. Isn't Christopher Samba older than me? Yes, uh, no. Uh, yes, no. Yes, no. He's, no. he's actually no. He's actually like he's only like thirty-three or thirty-four apparently, which I thought was a lot older than that too. But he's only—he's not that old. And thirty-three, thirty-four is not old, by the way. That's young. You're <laughs> thinking of Christopher Columbus, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's old. Ed, right, I'm going to ignore those two now. Ed, coming to you. <laughs> who do you think we should be bringing in, and who do you think should go? Uh, I agree with the call about we need someone centre midfield with a little bit more. Muscle against certain teams like Kabai Makafra a little bit. Sort of lightweight for a centre midfield. I know someone mentioned on Facebook McCarthy. I think we were in for him in the summer. There was a lot of rumours deadline day that we tried to get him on loan from Everton. I know we've been linked with Ibora, the guy from Seville. And I think Allardyce tried to sign when he was at Sunderland. Um, and there's been also talk of Jan Mvir. I think he had a loan at Sunderland. And he's now... I think signed a new contract at Ruben Kazan and decided he doesn't want to go to Sunderland as he had a sort of pre-contract agreement. He decided he doesn't want to go to Sunderland. We got linked with him. A guy I know who's a Sunderland season ticket holder said he's MVA. If we get him, he said he's absolute class, the best player he's seen at Sunderland for a few years. Uh, Samba, I hope not, to be honest. I don't think he's fit. He was, at the, from what I heard, at the training ground when he... We had him on a couple of days trial. He's going to be nowhere near match fit and we're running out of time. And I think he's just been released by the team he was playing for out in Greece. Um, I know there's a bit of talk today on Sky Sports about, um, I'll pronounce it for you because I know you struggled earlier, Chancellor Mbemba. <laughs> yeah, Mbemba. Uh, yeah. Mbemba, um, Newcastle. I think he's currently away with Congo at the Cup of Nation, African Cup of Nations. As sort of a, who can play sort of centre-back and right-back, I think. I think there's a bit of talk about a Townsend and Bemba swap deal. They lost today, by the way. Oh, they, Congo out. Are they out? Yeah, they, they lost to Ghana. Uh, so oh. they're, they're, yeah, they're done now. Then maybe that's got a little bit more traction to it if he's going to be back in the country in time for deadline day. Um, from sort of looking on Twitter and stuff, I think for a lot of Newcastle fans, we're not very happy at the thought of Mbemba leaving but they're also quite keen to get Townsend back for some reason. So that might be one that materialises on deadline day. So there's a few names out there, but I think, like Patrick said, I think we may well we may well struggle to get more than sort of two or three in between now and the closing of the window. I think the other interesting thing, Ed, is that uh, Allardyce said at his, his post-match conference the other day that um, we're, we're sh we seem to be, appear to be shopping outside the UK because there's very little availability well i don't want very little availability so therefore it's you know you have to go for what's available you have i, I want the quality but it doesn't out of all the names that you just reeled off and there's some good names in there but they're not prolific players are they no but like i said earlier i think we're going to struggle to attract we're going to attract players that are either coming for the money or players that are with sort of saying approve or younger players that if the worst happens we do go down or stay with us but real sort of proven Premier League players are probably not going to be willing to take that risk with us in what the end of January sitting in 18th and having you know and not showing that much sign of having a resurgence under the new manager it's okay. a bit of a hard sell for Parish and Co to yeah, difficult one isn't it difficult one 
What are they saying in the chat room, Patrick? Anything? Any comments from the chat room? We've got a few. Um, someone mentioned Booty Eagle mentioned again about Townsend on loan with the defender coming the other way from Newcastle. That would be Mbemba. Uh, and then Ash Eagle said a defender who cannot get into Newcastle side? Question mark. <laughs> Good point, I guess. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah. Uh, Biff, he is also at Afcon. Not sure how we'll go through in time. Should have gone for Fonte. That's interesting about Fonte because um. Him going to West Ham was interesting because, you know, we were linked with him, I guess, because he yeah. was a former Palace player. But I'm actually surprised he went to West Ham. But, again, that shows you. Uh, Ed makes a great point. Had we been where West Ham had done, West Ham was down where we are, and they had a major resurgence and Ronaldo almost mid-table, they were able to, set, they were able to sign him and um, the player from Hull. Um, Snodgrass. Snodgrass. I mean, that's what happened. When you get up the table, you get to get better players. When you, when you struggle, you struggle to get players. So... Interesting. I'm, I'm I'm still surprised that uh, he went to West Ham. If I'm honest with you, I thought he might have gone to a, a, certainly a top six team, but he, he didn't. Really? Who? Stodgrass? Yeah. yeah I, th- I, I I I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. Not top six. You talk about Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham. There's no way he gets into any of those sides. Uh, a couple more comments though in the chat room. Uh, Ash Eagle last year and Bemba did not do well versus Balassi. I remember. Uh, Biff, what about Sacco from Liverpool? Interesting. Uh, Boot Eagle again. Arsene will, pl- will pull the plug on Jenkinson after Snogo and Wilshire. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> that didn't work out for us, did it? Um, and lastly, um, Ash Eagle. What happened with Robbie Brady after Norwich accepted our bid a week ago? Like I said, I think they're not going to sell him because of the fact that um, they haven't got a replacement. And I want to go back to a quick, quick comment about the Snogo thing. I've noticed, by the way, just in our general dealings, we have not really got a decent player on loan in the four years we've been in the Premier League. The only three players I think we've, that were decent were Punchin, who we got on loan and we ended up signing and of course Zaha. Every one of our other loans have been very bad and Bamford was awful, so no goals just like playing now. It's something we've got to really address. Can you believe that they, Bamford has re-signed for, is it Borough? Yeah. How much did they pay for him? 10 million no, people, wasn't it? I watched him yesterday. <laughs> he missed another chance to score a goal. He's rubbish. What, what a rubbish. shock. So you're suggesting, yeah. you're also suggesting Sarko from Liverpool. So when we have Sacco and Sarko? Well, it wasn't me. It was Biff in the chat room. But you know the point with him is he's a good player, but he's got a, little, he's got a bit of a, you know, he's uh, a head problem. Ment- he's a little mental. But well, produ- that would be, produ- be a risk. Produ- producer Mikey is coming back at you on your, um, your suggestion, but he's saying, actually saying Remy uh, as a lone player. Not been that bad so far, albeit he's been injured for half his life. Guys, we're coming to the end of the show, uh, but we do have a winner. Um, I've got to find it now. It, uh, who was it? Me. No, I don't think it was you. I'm sure Mikey will put it back up in the chat. Um, but that, that, that winner has, uh, his name is Samuel Henbeast, okay? So congratulations, Samuel. Uh, the production guys will be in touch with you sometime during the week, no doubt. Um, what about on Facebook Live, Tim? Anything from Facebook Live? Well, talking about loan signings, uh, Tom Caswell says he'd love to see Ruben Loftus cheek on loan from Chelsea. But oh I guess at God. the moment that would be that would be great. Be but so I'm guessing great. at the moment we can't do that with Remy. No, so exactly. um, unless we do another punch and sort of scenario and get Remy, do you think that would be a, a possibility? Get Remy what? in now. Sorry, I missed what you said. Why can't we get uh, another signing? We got Remy on loan. Same team. Same team. Oh right, okay, yeah, right, okay, yeah. Because yeah, so we, 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 we do actually have another loan space, don't we? Yeah, we just can't. Yeah, domestic you can get two. You can get you can get more if they're foreign players. So we could get you know a player from let's say Seville or Wimbledon or something like that. But you can't get another uh, domestic player from a, you know from a, a 
English side. But yeah. would you take Remy now? Would you buy Remy at this at this stage? How, how could you, based on his injury? How, I mean, that would be such a big risk. I I wouldn't do it. Beacon alone, I would do that for any other reason. But there's no. I haven't heard any rumors that Lotto Chick is even going out on loan anywhere. But that kid is an excellent player, though. Just the kind of player we need. He is. He is an excellent, excellent player. Yeah, he's got a great future ahead of him. You're right. Okay, so I gave you I gave you the winner, but I didn't give you the answer. The answer to tonight's quiz was, of course, Neil Ships. It was because that's what I, that's what I said. You, that's okay. you called and you called it early, and you called it. Well, don't forget, everybody, coming up on Tuesday evening, Chris Albert and myself from 10 p.m. Uh, this coming Tuesday, when hopefully we'll have some news on those comings and goings. Um, we've also got uh, a podcast that Terence, myself and Lucy are doing on Wednesday evening. That'll be out ready for your ears on Thursday morning. Guys, that's all about That's about it for now. All it leaves me to do is say thank you to my panel, Patrick, Ed and Tim. Well done, guys. Great show. And also to producer Mikey. Also, thank you for everybody with your contacts out there. I'm sorry we couldn't get to it all. Uh, but please tune in for our po- uh, preview podcast for on Thursday morning. And... On behalf of myself, Nick Philpott, your host, I wish you a very good night. Thanks, guys. Good night. Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.